0: Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts. And today's book review is Dating Essentials for Men. So, this is actually one of the best dating books I've read for men. Another one, which we will cover at a different time, is a great one for women. And I actually read that one solely out of curiosity because I was curious what the author was advising women to do. And the entire book, I was like, yep. That's exactly what they should do. So we'll cover that later one. Today's the men's one, and then we'll cover the women's one later. So, first big takeaway. Your brain lies to you. So here's the thing, gentlemen. Your level of confidence and charisma matter infinitely more than pretty much anything else. Now, that's not the takeaway. That's the... uh thing that I'm going to try and get through your head throughout this whole episode is that your confidence and charisma matter more than anything else. So the first takeaway is your brain lies to you. Self-limiting beliefs quietly encourage you to isolate and avoid. So what are self-limiting beliefs? Self-limiting beliefs are the lies your brain tells you to tell you that you are not good enough. If you don't think cute girls want to talk to you, you won't talk to them. And then, of course, they won't want to talk to you because you're not talking to them. These are the things of, like, I'm boring. I'm shy. Girls only like guys who are tall, with a lot of money, who are funny, good-looking, yada, yada, yada. There's an infinite number of self-limiting beliefs. And it doesn't just pertain to women. I just messed with the audio a little bit, so hopefully everything's after post-editing sounds good. Um, It doesn't just pertain to women. Self-limiting beliefs in business. I'm not good at sales. I'm not, but that is an example of a self-limiting belief that I have. I'm not good at sales, so I'm not going to do sales-related stuff. Self-limiting beliefs keep you feeling safe, miserable, but safe. You're used to the lies that your brain tells you, and confronting them is not comfortable. They don't make you happy, but you don't have to confront them and be uncomfortable, so you'll just deal with them. And there's many, many different kinds of self-limiting beliefs, but here are some examples. There are inaction self-limiting beliefs. These are the ones that just keep you from doing the things, like for instance, going up and talking to the girl. She doesn't want to talk to me. She won't want me to bother her. I'm not. I. I'm just not in the mood to talk to people. She looks a little grumpy today. Maybe I'll wait. She's talking to a friend. She's got a boyfriend, most likely. That guy she's talking to, he looks a lot like her brother, but he's probably her boyfriend. There was one example where I actually... This is a success as far as going up and talking to the girl. Um failed relationship-wise to ever got her on a date, but, um, there was this super attractive girl next to this super attractive man, and yes, I freely admit when guys are hotter than me, um, and I was absolutely certain that uh, they were boyfriend and girlfriend, but I went up and talked anyway, and he definitely was not her boyfriend because he had a girlfriend. So... Even if you're pretty sure that the girl has a boyfriend, even the guy might, even if it might be the guy right next to her, odds are, maybe not. Now if they're holding hands, that might be another story. So that's first one, inaction. Inaction, self-limiting beliefs. Self-limiting beliefs that keep you from doing. Inaction in business example is uh, not thinking that you are capable of starting a business. Learning marketing. That kind of stuff. So, that's the first one. Next one is post-criticism self-limiting beliefs. You freaking moron. Why did you say that stupid thing? Why did you freeze up? You loser. Gosh dang it. I'm freaking boring. I ran out of things to say. Those are all things that I say to myself quite often. And those are all examples of post-criticism self-limiting beliefs. That is a long phrase. I understand why the author just said SLBs. And then the third one is SLBs about you. So, I'm too fat. I'm not tall enough. I'm not successful. I'm boring. That's my big one. Like, whenever I do this podcast and I listen to my voice, I think I'm really boring. I don't know how I have lots and lots of people listening to this thing. It's just some boring person talking into a microphone, staring at a wall. So there's all sorts of self-limiting beliefs we have about ourselves. And then lastly, there's the self-limiting beliefs about her, or in business sense, the other. Prime example is she is way out of my league. So basically, a self-limiting belief is pretty much any negative opinion about you or your circumstances. And they quite often start with I, can't do yada yada, or I am not good enough, or I failed miserably. So those are all self-limiting beliefs. So even if your SLBs have truth to them, if you believe them, then they're a problem. So for instance, back to the I suck at sales. I do suck at sales. But the fact that I believe that I suck at sales is a problem because it also means that I never try to sell. I don't wanna sell. Selling is a pain in the butt. And the main reason why it's a pain in the butt is because I just can't do it. And so I don't do it, and that's the problem. And in dating, when you don't do the things, things are going to not work out for you dating-wise. In business, you can get away with not being good at sales. You just hire salesmen. Or you get really good at marketing. In dating, if you believe your self-limiting beliefs, well, then you're not going to take the action. You're going to criticize yourself afterwards and you're not going to get anywhere because you will not have the confidence and the charisma that comes with it if you believe your self-limiting beliefs, even if they do have a kernel of truth to them. So if you don't believe you are worthy of the girl, you will self-sabotage and ruin any chance you have. Point blank, that goes back to the confidence. Girls love confidence. If you don't believe that you are not only worthy of her, but I would go even further and say, have the attitude that she is the lucky one to be with you, that you're so freaking awesome that any girl sh- would be should be dying to be with you, that's when you'll actually start getting some success with women. Now, I am recording this, way in advance of when this is being published, so as of recording this, I am still single. single. But hopefully that won't be the case too much longer, because I am getting fairly good, and the reason why I'm single isn't because I can't attract women at this point. It is solely because uh, for re- I'm a religious person, and I am solely dating to get married, and I have very particular life needs that are not super common. So I have to sift through a ton of women to find someone who's compatible with what I'm wanting to do with my life. But this is probably about a year ahead of when this is being published. So hopefully I'm not single by then, but we'll we'll see. Anyway, that was a slight tangent. But the point was that I was going off of is that any time that I have failed in attracting a woman, it is solely 100% because... I got it in my head that she probably would not be interested in me. Even when there was obvious signs that she was interested in me, it was, and things were going great, it was the moment when I th- ha- believed a self-limiting belief about myself that things fell apart. So that's all about SLBs. Next, let's talk about changing kind of your mindset on dating itself. When you decide to date, what you are really deciding to I'm reading a quote, by the way, and I messed up, so we'll just start back over. When you decide to date, what you are really deciding to do is present yourself to the women of the world and ask them the following question. Despite all of my visual flaws and the ones you can't see yet, but which I am painfully aware of, do you find me interesting enough to talk to me, give me a phone number, go on a date, and maybe become my girlfriend? Dating sucks. You have to be vulnerable. And because this is a self-development book and podcast, view dating not as about love. View it as emotional boot camp. You are going to be drove through the ringer when it comes to dating women. They, Especially when you try and date high-caliber women. The shortcomings that you are very aware of, they will make you very, very aware of. And they will keep pummeling you until you... Fix those shortcomings. And for me, because my social skills were absolutely terrible because I'm autistic, it's taken me 10 years of hard, hard discipline working on my social skills to get anywhere close to the caliber of women that I'm actually interested in. So dating is emotional boot camp. And when you start to date, you are deciding to basically be super vulnerable and get beaten up a whole bunch. Next thing you need to think about with dating is abundance. Do not get fixated on one girl. I am the worst at this, so obviously I haven't learned my lesson with this one, but you need to have an abundant mindset when it comes to women. If you have a scarcity mindset, that's when you start acting creepy, and women don't like creepy guys. If you think, this is the one and only girl, and if she doesn't fall in love with me, then I'm just going to die alone. Well, then you probably are going to die alone because you're going to scare the crap out of her and she's going to run for the hills. Next one. Every guy is nervous. You don't stop getting nervous. You don't... If you are are attracted to a woman and you are talking to her, you are 100% going to be nervous. Deal with it. Instead of trying to avoid nervousness or overcome your nervousness, just deal with it. You're going to be nervous. Deal with it. Treat dating like an experiment. You're going to have millions and millions of failures, but try things out. Um, I think I released Captivate just before this one. And they also talk about doing experiments. Have conversational experiments. You try this thing, tell a joke, tell a story, see how they react. If they don't react good, try a different one. If they do, save it for the next person. One example of this is I have a really cute picture of some baby cows that I just found on Instagram one day. And I'll send that to some people just to make them smile. Same thing with several different memes that I have. I have them saved because I know people really enjoy those particular pictures. And so I'll send them out to every once in a while to random people to make them smile. And I just realized I'm going a little long on this episode. So your mind will believe whatever you tell it you would in success we always talk about visualizing stuff your mind will believe whatever you tell it and if you believe some of the myths about women your brain your mind is going to screw you all up so let's talk about some myths number one they are perfect they are human beings and they have flaws and they're also very aware of their flaws and if you put them on a pedestal they're not going to be a fan Next myth is women are complicated. And honestly, I don't remember what this myth he really broke down into. But I'm going to talk about how, like I've been saying throughout this whole book review, women are attracted to confidence and charisma. Pretty simple. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Um, it, at least I think it was. He talks about security. Women are, um operate off of a need of security a prime example of this is jealousy uh, if they are insecure then they are probably going to get jealous because they need the security of knowing that you love them and also they're just people people do random things for some random reason and they don't and they never know why next myth is good at relationships women suck at relationships just like you there's a reason why dr. Phil and Steve Harvey and countless relationship magazines are peddled towards women because they struggle with relationships just as much as you do. And then the last myth, I actually slightly disagree with, um, but predominantly, 99% of the time, it is true. If you get friend zoned, you are not getting out of the friend zone no matter how long you are in it or how much you try to get out of it. Women who have an interest in you are not going to friendzone you. They become friends with the guys that they are interested in. And the guys that are interested in them, they will say, let's be friends. But if she does not see you in a romantic eye, she probably never will. However, the reason why I disagree with this a lot is also because a good foundation for evolution. A well, relationship is being friends. But the key is what comes first. Is she attracted to you and is your friend? Or is she your friend and you're hoping that someday she might be attracted to you? That's the difference. Anyway, moving on because we are running out of time. Next, he talked really in depth about dating attractive women versus hot women. Basically, the difference is attractive women have good genetics. Hot women, are their personality is solely based around them being hot. Don't date hot women because they have nothing else to offer. Next up, don't wait to work on your social skills for only women that you are interested in. Talk to everybody. Work on flirting with everybody, including old ladies. Become comfortable socializing with people. Next, build a great life. You need a life that a woman wants to join. A woman is interested in joining your life. She doesn't want to her to be your life next one i've already hammered this home a lot and that is confidence is it it doesn't matter how much money you have doesn't matter your looks doesn't matter nothing matters but your level of confidence and charisma next keep texting to a minimum at first give her space to want you and then he doesn't say this in the book but i'll hammer it home a little bit it also limits the chances of you saying something stupid the point of texting when you're first getting to know a girl is to set things up. Next, everything is a test, and that it's going back to the security. They are testing to see if you are secure. If you're secure in yourself, if you are secure financially, secure emotionally, they will test you to make sure that you are fi- foundationally secure so that way they can then lean on you because... Being a woman is scary, especially during pregnancy. Their whole biology is centered around security. That is one of the reasons why financial success is pretty important to women. uh, The guy being financially successful. But again, the only thing that matters is charisma. Everything else just helps. And then next to lastly, there's one more thing after this. You are going to be testing to test her interest level. And you have to not take things personal. Just because she's not interested in you doesn't mean you're a lousy person. It just means that that particular moment, that particular girl was not interested in you at that particular moment. And there's three interest levels. Level one is make observations. This is just you starting starting the conversation with somebody. So, simple statements. It's cold. Or, what's good here? Or, um... One example is, that I like to do is, or have done, I like to do compliments. I like to be like, oh, that's a cool thingamajigger. But I also do observations of like, oh, hey, that's a very different... So this is going back to the example of t- flirting with old ladies. I was at in a grocery store line, and I, I was throwing a party, so I had a bunch of snacks, even though I usually eat really healthy. And the lady in front of me had a whole bunch of vegetables and I was I just laughed and I'm like hey I I see a little bit of a difference though that kind of things level one is you're making some sort of opening conversation and their response is their level of interest they're like yeah and then they go back or yeah and da 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 well then they're interested in having a conversation even if it's just a little bit Level two is finding commonality. This is where you talk about interests and stuff like that. And women are really good at realizing when you switch from level one to level two. And then third is requiring something of her. This is this is the actual test test. One, if she's not interested in you, well, then she won't do it. If she is, then she probably will. A prime example of this is, here, put your phone number, in, or here, give me your phone number, or something along those lines because if she's actually interested in you she probably will if she's not she won't next let's talk about flirting real quick i realize that this episode's going a little long but it's fine um tease treat them like a little brat they like that just tease them a little bit don't be mean about it obviously but tease them A, a really easy one is whenever they stumble over the words make fun of the stumbling Everyone stumbles over words, and very few people are very caught up in the fact that they stumbled over the words. Um, blurting. Say whatever comes across your mind. You have been conditioned to be too polite, and you are trying to filter what you say, because it has. To, you are filtering to be polite, you are filtering to be clever, you are filtering to make sure that you look good. Just get into a habit of saying whatever crosses your mind. Saying anything is better than being stifled and not saying much charismatic people talk they also listen but they talk they don't just self-stifle and i need to figure out exactly what to say if you're struggling to figure out what to say it's because you are stifling your human natural ability to talk endlessly next up banter then tell short stories um ask figure out three really good questions this goes back to the experimenting Ask her those three questions. Don't do interview style of where are you from, what you doing, uh, yada, yada, yada. Find three actually really good questions. A easy one is where's the coolest place you've ever been. And then lastly, make a list. Make a list of the women that you actually want. How closely do they match? Never, you, need to, you can't settle for just good enough. And there's several reasons behind this, but mostly because... As things get harder, just good enough isn't good enough. This is one of the reasons why divorce is high. But it'll also make you feel worse about yourself because you settled. And it's doing an injustice to her because there's somebody probably out there that would think she's freaking amazing. That's why I always get annoyed when people tell me I need to lower my standards. I'm like, no, that's not that's not fair to her because she'll always be with somebody who thinks that she's not good enough for him. Anyway, that is it for today's episode. It went a little long, but that is fine. And I will see you all next week. Oh, and one more thing. If you would like to purchase this book and you would like to help support the podcast, there is an Amazon link down below that will take you directly to this book. And if you use that link and purchase the book, Amazon will give me a couple of pennies. So use that link down below. I, for one, would appreciate it.